You just arrived for your professor's office hours with 10 minutes left. There's time for one question, and your professor has to answer quickly, but clearly and accurately so you understand. Welcome to Cali Laudables, your audio law professor. Today you ask Professor Barbara Glessner-Pines of the University of Missouri-Kansas City School of Law whether simple negligence can equal attorney incompetence. We've all made them. Dialed the wrong number, taken a wrong turn. It's only human, right? But what happens if you make a simple mistake in your law practice? Sometimes I hear students say that simple negligence doesn't equal incompetence. I'd like to explore whether that's really true. What I'd like you to see is that a single simple mistake can be enough to subject you to malpractice if your client was harmed by that mistake. But I'd also like you to see that it's not clear whether a simple mistake could subject you to discipline. The rules appear to support that interpretation, but in practice, discipline agencies and courts rarely do impose discipline for simple mistakes. Let's start with malpractice, where simple mistakes provide the basis for hundreds of claims every year. In fact, the most common reason for malpractice liability is the simple error of missing a deadline. So, let's assume we've got a highly skilled attorney in a well-managed practice. Let's call him Peter Perfect. Let's make Peter a patent attorney in a small firm. In fact, let's make him a partner in the firm. He'll be Peter Perfect, the patent partner. But nobody, including Peter, is truly perfect. So let's suppose that one day Peter punched the wrong key on his computer when he was loading a filing deadline for a patent infringement claim into his calendaring system. And then later, too late in fact, he discovered that the statute of limitations on the claim had run. Does Peter's error automatically make him liable to the client in malpractice? No, not necessarily. Remember that most malpractice claims are simply professional negligence claims. And you remember the elements of a negligence cause of action, duty, breach, cause, proximate cause, and damage. There's really not going to be much of an issue about whether Peter had breached the standard of care. He missed filing a claim by the deadline imposed by the statute of limitations, and that's a pretty blatant error. So we can pretty much count on malpractice liability, right? Mm -mm -mm, not so fast. Remember the last element in the negligence action. Damages. This is the tricky part. If the client didn't have a decent claim to begin with, he really didn't lose much of anything by Peter's error in missing the limitations deadline. Peter's client would have to prove that if Peter had filed the case, that he would have won. Otherwise, there are no damages and no cause of action. So suppose Peter wins in the claim for malpractice. Does that mean that he can't be subject to discipline for his error? Again, the answer is not necessarily. Remember that the purpose of malpractice is to compensate a plaintiff for harm caused by an attorney's negligence. No harm, no claim. But discipline is to protect the public. That a particular client wasn't harmed doesn't mean the attorney won't be subject to discipline. It might be a factor in determining the type of discipline, a reprimand rather than disbarment, for example. But 
you don't need harm to a client to violate Rule 1.1. So, let's suppose that Peter isn't so lucky and his client does win the malpractice action, has been harmed, and will be compensated. Does that mean that Peter is automatically subject to discipline? Now, this is where some students say no, because simple negligence doesn't mean that he's incompetent. And that sounds awfully good. But what's the basis for this idea? It looks to me like Rule 1.1 of the Rules of Professional Conduct sets a standard that's pretty similar to the standard of care for malpractice. Rule 1.1 requires attorneys to use knowledge, skill, thoroughness, and preparation that is, quote, reasonably necessary. Similarly, in malpractice, the standard of care is the reasonable attorney. So, it looks to me like under the literal language of the model rules, a simple, single, isolated act of negligence can be enough to subject an attorney to discipline for incompetence. And in fact, you can find a few reported cases in which attorneys have been disciplined for single acts of negligence. But those cases are few and far between. Perhaps that's because if these cases do result in discipline, the discipline is usually pretty light. In fact, if you look at the ABA standards for imposing lawyer sanctions, you'll see that standard 4.54 suggests that an admonition is appropriate discipline for an attorney who engages in an isolated instance of negligence. But an admonition is discipline nonetheless. So it looks like the notion that simple negligence can't be incompetence isn't supported by the actual language of the rules. However, my students aren't entirely off base because as a practical matter, courts and disciplinary agencies don't usually impose discipline for single instances of ordinary negligence. In fact, a 1974 formal opinion of the ABA Commission on Ethics and Professional Responsibility seemed to suggest that disciplinary agencies could not impose discipline for incompetence based on simple negligence. But, of course, that's merely an ABA formal opinion. It's not binding authority, and plus it's from nearly 10 years before the model rules were even enacted. So it's not especially persuasive authority. Now, if you're in California, you're on very solid ground in arguing that mere negligence isn't incompetence, because the California rules say that an attorney, quote, shall not intentionally, recklessly, or repeatedly fail to perform legal services with competence. Under that rule, an isolated mistake could not subject an attorney to discipline. And that might be the better rule. After all, even the best cooks ruin a dish. Even the best catchers fumble a ball. According to my teenagers, anyway, even the best drivers get in car accidents, and that doesn't mean they should lose their license. Since the purpose of professional discipline is to protect the public, the question that regulators really want to ask is, what is the risk that this mistake is going to be repeated in the future? Some mistakes don't risk future errors, but others, the right kind of mistake, the right circumstances that cause the mistake, are good predictors. So that's why, while the language of the rule seems to make even simple mistakes, violations of Rule 1.1, you'll find 
some decisions by courts in a number of jurisdictions than interpret the rule otherwise and hold that mere negligence is an insufficient basis to impose discipline. So, are my students right or wrong when they say simple negligence isn't incompetence? Literally, they're wrong. Practically, they're right. An isolated act of simple negligence can be sufficient to subject an attorney to malpractice if the client was harmed by that mistake. But when it comes to discipline, while the rules appear to support an interpretation that simple negligence is incompetence, in practice, disciplinary agencies and courts rarely do impose discipline for a simple mistake. Because after all, nobody's perfect. May all your mistakes be isolated, simple, and harmless ones. Thank you, Professor Glessner Fines. Audibles are produced and distributed by Cali. That's the Center for Computer Assisted Legal Instruction. Find more Laudables at www.cali.org slash Laudables. Send your questions and feedback to Laudables at cali.org. That's L-A-W-D-I-B-L-E-S at C-A-L-I dot org. The Laudable theme music is Ask Me No Question by Learning Music. Laudables are for educational purposes only. Please seek an attorney if you need legal advice.